Hello, Lisa. How are you today? I'm good, Renee. I'm so grateful and excited to share space with you. Been looking forward to coming back and interviewing, and I'm just excited that you're here with us today. I'm excited to be here with you. Thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. And you know, I was looking into some of the work that you're putting out in the world, and I just am very, you know, aligned and grateful for some of the messages that I was um, picking up and reading and hearing from you. So we're going to get into some really, you know, fun stuff today. But I know that you and I have um, connected through our mutual friend Beth Boho Beth. Shout out to Boho yeah, Beth. Beth. Yeah, so tell everybody a little bit and tell me a little bit just about, you know, where you are in your journey. And we will kind of take some space to go back and see what brought you to this place. But, you know, what is coming through for you right now that you are really passionate about putting out in the world? Thank you. Um, I am, excuse me, I'm an interfaith minister and a yogini. and. I've been in this world for about 25 years, so things have really morphed, you know, my work and and my offerings. But my main mission in life is to add to the love in the world. Mm. So I'm clear that in all the different things, and, you know, we evolve and change and what we offer changes, but that's always in in my mind. I want to add to the love in the world in all these different ways. So right now I lead a spiritual course where I guide women to find and use their soul gifts. Mm. So it's an online course where I'm the spiritual coach, I guess you could say, leading you to finding who you are and what you can give so that I'm leading more people to give their gifts and kind of hoping it's a ripple out into the world to add more love. Oh my gosh. I love what you said about adding more love to the world. That's so beautiful and simple, but profound. That is you. That's incredible. And yeah, soul gifts. Well, you're I, doing it. You're doing it too, Renee. You're doing it too. You're, you're adding to the love in the world, right? You're, you're trying to add, trying to alleviate a little bit of suffering or give a little bit of guidance and healing that all that adds to the love every time we help someone else suffer a little bit less mm. <clears throat> excuse me i'm gonna have some tea. yeah yeah please please get cozy get comfortable everyone listening yeah just uh if you can kick your feet up maybe grab something cozy to drink and we'll, we're gonna go in a little deeper on the soul gifts i feel really uh, so inspired by what you shared. I, you know, am, I am personally one of those people that maybe felt uncertain about my gifts. It wasn't ever like glaringly obvious to me, oh, you're an incredible blank. I feel like I am one of those people that took quite a while into life. I mean, I'm like, you know, middle of life here. And I feel like I'm just now starting to tap into that. So I probably am your ideal, you know, person. <laughs> What's in feel cool. like? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Um, and, and for me, that was like, a, you know, that, that time of exploration and it can come along with a lot of doubt, a lot of like uncertainty and learning to trust myself, learning to feel safe to use those gifts in the world and to show up, yeah, use my voice. I have felt all the things around that, you know, the the totally non-linear cycles that we go through when we're tapping in into really showing up with those gifts. And yeah. what do you feel like in your you know, experience in working with women, what do you feel like is, is there a common thread of challenge that you're seeing or that, that um, they come to yeah. you with that they need your help and support? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's, it's a lot of what you just said about having the confidence and the safety to share it, right? Feeling that you're good enough 
which you are and that you're and that it's safe. So not not being bogged down by what other people think about it and all of that. So there is a lot of energy clearing and something you just said also about self-acceptance. So a soul gifts journey is really a journey of self-acceptance, self-knowledge and love. And then once you're in that space where you accept yourself and you love your gift, they're going to spill over into the world. So that's the idea. So, but there is a lot of, right. There's a lot of energy clearing work and, and making sure that it's safe and coming to terms with it ourselves, knowing that then it, it's safe to share and, and, and give it to the world. So, yeah. And there are different categories where I, I can help you find your soul gifts very easily. There's three different categories that I've identified where we mm. find them. But then there is a lot of work. It's like you said, nonlinear. That's exactly it's such a good word, right? It's just we're exploring. We're seeing where, okay, we find it, but we don't feel safe to share that one. Yeah. Or, you know, we see it, but maybe there's a block to to that. So I do energy psychology work, mm. um, emotional freedom technique, like yeah. tapping and EMDR and all that um, to help in in that path because it's not as clear as like, oh, I found it. I'm going to share it. That's right. Seems like that would be easy. But yeah, it's a lot of making sure we're not feeling unsafe that we're going to be judged by others for it and that we know that we're good enough and we are enough and what we are is enough. And our soul gives our natural, it, it is what we are. It's what spirit wants to give through us. Mm-hmm. So it's it's already here. Um it's almost like sometimes it's hard to own and use our soul gifts because they are so easy and natural for us. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's almost like, well, what? This is just who I am. This is just who I am. Right. That's who you are. What's more valuable than that? What's more beautiful than that? Yeah. You are this divine being and this is what you've been given to be. What could be more valuable and amazing than that? So it, it is a journey to own that. But yeah. Yes, yes. And feeling safe because I've learned a lot about, well, not as much as someone like you that has that expertise, but just the psychology of that and just the understanding of the mind trying to keep us safe. And, yeah, you know, how literally it can feel like a dangerous situation for our body and our nervous system. Yeah. When we start to, be seen using our gifts, I guess. You know, I yeah. was someone who, you know, there and and still, you know, there's things that I do, you know, kind of on my own. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is cool. This feels so good and aligned for me. But like, how does that translate to the world or helping someone else? So you have, and you spoke to this, and I'd love to hear more. So you have identified kind of a, did you say a three-step sort of process or is it Maybe you could speak to that a little bit more and, and kind of, yeah, um, you know, unpacking that and, and giving people maybe even a starting point to seeing their own gifts. Yeah. Yeah. There are there's three categories as what how I look mm-hmm. at it, where three kinds of soul gifts or three categories that where we want to explore and maybe <clears throat> dig into finding them. So the first category is the things that are obvious. This is the like right in front of your face soul gifts like what do people say about you what you know what have you heard over and over what do people go to you for Mm. um what do you really like about yourself what do you just know about yourself these are like the easy natural ones and these are the ones that we sometimes dismiss or we devalue because we don't we just think oh it's no big deal Mm -hmm. but it is a big deal because not everyone has those things Right. So it and can be little things like you said. And and maybe not everything is going to be something that you use to help others in the world or make money with or whatever. But, right. you know, little it can be anything. Um, my daughter's a, a natural artist. Mm. She's incredible drawing, painting, you know, what all those creative talents that you just have natural. Those are soul gifts. Um, my husband is. Um, like one of those math geniuses where he can, you know, tally up the, the total or the tip 
like to bless him. My phone out. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm getting my phone out to do the calculation. <laughs> so yeah, that's the soul gift. Bless right? the people yeah. with the math gifts. Bless. I bless the people with yes, the math yes. gifts. I was not chosen. Yeah. <laughs> me, me neither. I was not chosen for that either. It's good to have someone around right? as that. <laughs> So yeah, if you can stick something, if you're really organized, like everyone doesn't have all of the, these things and everyone doesn't have, no one has the exact combination that you have. Right. That's why these are so valuable. So I have people write these things down. You know, maybe you're funny, maybe you're um, charismatic or outgoing or sensitive or, you know, whatever it is, all these compassionate um Maybe you buy people really great gifts, like you're just tuned into what people would like. Like all, all these are easy, natural. Like what, what could you just do all day? Maybe you can grow things like grow plants and mm -hmm. flowers and, you know, not everyone can do that. So I just I encourage people to write all these things down and just own them. Like those are those are awesome. Like, what about you, Renee? Like, what do people say about you? Or what do you, what do you yeah, know? So you just are. This is one of those questions that for a long time, like I said, I had a lot of insecurity around because I, we could, oh gosh, well, we could probably unpack why, but you know, um, that would be a whole nother episode. But I know now that I'm really good at holding space and awesome. staying calm in awesome. not, you know, um, going into a reactive place if I'm if I'm grounded and intentional, right? In in that moment, mm -hmm. I know that I have um, the ability to get things organized, get things done, like orchestrate. Like I can orchestrate and plan awesome. natural planner things like that like i know awesome. how to elevate experiences um really well so yes and it's interesting to go back and write and look at how these things have shown up and you've just naturally to your point stepped into them um i used to be right. a corporate event planner <laughs> and i would see the big picture and be able to take the pieces and create you know the experience so, yes. And also, I know for sure using, you know, using my voice, using my writing, using my insights and so forth can be helpful. So, yeah, it's been it's been a, a fun journey to come into self-connection with those parts of myself and reclaim right. some of them that were left by the wayside, you know. Right. And see the value in them. See that just because they're easy for you doesn't mean they're not valuable. Like everybody right. can't do all those things. Those are amazing gifts. Yeah, that's part of it. One of the blocks to using our soul gifts is we think things things that are valuable are hard, mm. right? Like work should be hard or what is valuable is things that are difficult to do. What if the easy stuff was valuable? What if the easiest thing you could do would be the most valuable thing to do in the world? So I, I tell people, believe in easy. I love that belief in easy because that could be, yeah, that could be so much yeah. so because we, I know I was taught or programmed that hard work is how you get results. Hard work. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're, you know, yeah. And, and now I feel like we're really starting to unravel that and get that. And more and more people are like you are sharing that message. And it's so important yeah. because our health is on the line sometimes when it comes to that messaging, you know, we drive drive so hard and push ourselves into these places yeah. where we can get burnt out. Right. So I'm well, and what is fun and easy, like if fun and easy was valuable and people are doing what was fun and easy, just imagine the happiness level. That's right. So imagine how just everyone would be, can we just be happier? Yeah. By doing fun and easy. That's right. Yeah. So the second category is, um, these are the ones I, I call this the reclaiming, reframing and reclaiming category where things that maybe people have said about you that are not so great. And then we find the gift in those. So I have been known to be bossy <laughs> or um, uh, 
abrupt, um, blunt, abrupt, things like that, that people would say in a negative way. But I am on, if you, if you reframe them and reclaim them, I'm honest, I'm clear. I know what I want. Um, bossy and stubborn, I'm persistent, determined, right? So things like yeah. that, like all of these, the gift side of it is how can you use the for good? You yes. know what I mean? That's so valuable. For me, uh, and sensitivity. Yeah. And sensitivity mm-hmm. is one of those. A lot of, a lot of women come to me with that, that too sensitive thing. You're too sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, too sensitive. Yeah, because we're intuitive. Because some of you know, some people find out their psychic channels. I mean, of course you're sensitive. Right. So right, like finding the good, the the flip side of it that you can use for good. And that's to say, like, I try not to be abrupt and I, I'm trying not to use those <laughs> in their negative way. And I I try not to be too bossy or too abrupt, but I can be a leader and I can be honest and if i if i use it right skillfully so same i that's why i giggled when you said that because i'm like oh wait i forgot about those (laughs) yes i i've heard that uh before have you oh yeah yes 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 definitely but at the same time as a kid i was i was the sensitive kid i was right i was too sensitive i have brothers and I cried easily or, you know, if they, if I was teased, if they teased me, I would cry. And, you know, because I feel the energy, I feel the emotional right. energy. I feel other people's emotional energy. I'm sure you're empathic in that way too. So, right. If we can just use that, if we're good, use that to, to know what maybe someone needs or when someone, you know, to hold that space, like you said, if you use, use that sensitivity and hold space at the same time. Oh my gosh, that's that's that everything. I mean, I feel like we are in a time where the rise of the sensitive leader is the thing mm-hmm. that we are so mm-hmm. many, so many are, are are reclaiming, like you said, and and it's yeah where we're going. I mean, so needed, and yeah. Yeah. we're shedding that old identity of of that being bad or negative or too much right and right of course we have to see that first right like we have to uh recognize that in ourselves first before we can step into anyone else mere you know seeing that too right right that's setting the tone we're setting that vibration that's right that's right well and then when people say to me when my clients say well what if people think this? I always say, well, what do you think? Do you think that? Because, yeah. you know, well, people might think this is, you know, like people have spiritual gifts and intuitive gifts like channeling. Well, some people think this is bad. Well, do you think it is? I, you know, if we start with you and then sometimes they do find that they, oh, they have a little bit of reticence about it themselves. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yes. once you clear it yourself, then then either you don't care that much what everyone else is thinking about it, or you realize it was just you thinking that mostly. Right. Right. Um, Yeah. So, so yeah, definitely you're right. What, what you think is, is the best. And something you just said, oh, about too much. That's another one. Some people have, were told or are told they're too much. Oh my gosh. I love, I love those too much people. There's like, <laughs> like, like really enthusiastic or really, right? Like the people that bring the big energy. Yes. I love that. Those, like that's fun. That's enthusiasm. That's, you know, contagious energy. I love that. So yeah, I'm so here for the contrast. I really am. I love, I just, I love everyone. I, you know, I shouldn't say I love everyone for who they are, because sometimes, of course, we bump up against people that bring out things in yeah. ourselves that we're not really wanting to see. Right. That's always the thing. Right. It's like turning it back to why that's triggering you. But I feel I love the big personality people who just are who they are and, you know, full force yeah. moving into yeah. that, you know, no, no problem. Yeah. yeah. And that's a soul guest. These are all soul guests. And then the last category is um, 
These are ones that you may have to dig for a little bit because they were either shot down or shunned or, you know, shoved in a corner. Sometimes when we're growing up and these can, these can be those intuitive ones. Like I said, like maybe you're a spirit channel or maybe um, you see angels and then, you know, growing up, people said, well, that's not, no, that you're just, that's your imagination or that's not real, right? Like that stuff. But also could be, or if your religion that it was not allowed or it was bad, but also could be just something that wasn't valued. Like, like I said, my daughter growing up as an artist, what if we said, oh, well, you can't make money doing that. You have right. to, you should probably try to be a lawyer or an accountant or an engineer like your father, you know? So things that were, it could be a way of being or a way of thinking that wasn't accepted. So some of these we have to dig back and say, okay, I'm going to take that back and be it and clear out all of those prejudices against it that we might have taken on ourselves and yeah just own it Mm -hmm. again so that's the last one those ones that we have to unearth those projections are really sticky that we pick up from others and um i you know i think no one is immune to that you know we absolutely not. No, because we keep saying that we keep, we take the messages that we heard and then we keep repeating them to ourselves. Like that person could be long gone, but we are still now we're saying it to ourselves. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that happens to everyone. You're right. Yeah. And, and sometimes those grooves can be so deep, so deep. You know what we're yeah. saying to ourselves over and over throughout our day. We don't even sometimes realize, yeah. like, that's not even anything I really believe in anymore or or ever did. Right. Yeah. But I, I was uh, wanting to maybe shift into, you know, how you came into this work. I think that that could be really fun to unpack and explore. I'm always curious how people end up where they are and standing in, you know, such a beautiful grounded power that you have and supporting other people and so did you start as a minister or did that come along after I was curious if there was something with that that was a transition in faith for you or in just um you know your your approach and viewpoint what came first Uh, well I grew up Catholic so I, I grew up with all the sacraments and everything the Catholic church but I as soon as I got away from it, sort of as soon as I was free, I started looking into other religions. I remember first thing in college, in my college library, literally, I looked up Zen Buddhism and I started reading this book on Zen and it kind of was over my head. I didn't really understand it, but I knew I, I wanted to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I started exploring that. But I went to art school um, and then I, I got a master's degree in art therapy. So I did some work in the art therapy field as a as a counselor and in drug and alcohol counseling, um, using art and recreation. And and to me, it's all energy moving. So when you're creating art and you you something comes through you, you've moved that energy. It's it's mm-hmm. like tapping. It's right. It's the same thing as like energy clearing, like tapping and all that stuff. You're you're keeping the energy moving and letting it flow out rather than keeping things stuck in. And then after art therapy school and working in that field a little bit, I became a yoga teacher and opened a couple of yoga centers with a partner. Um, And that's when I started also learning energy psychology. So I studied to learn emotional freedom technique and EMDR and some of those other techniques. And then in our yoga center, we sort of... I mean, if you've done or, or, you know, if you've been in that world, Mm -hmm. the the yoga teacher is sometimes like your spiritual leader. You know, people think of like yoga as like, that's church for some people. That's right. That's the temple. Um, So I'm saying all this to tell you, people started asking if I could marry them. Like if I could officiate their weddings. Yeah. And and I was like, I don't know. Can I? Like, (laughs) 
do that. Um, and I know people get ordained online or, you know, officiate weddings and stuff, but I felt like I, I wanted to actually study. So I found Interfaith Seminary um, in New York City. I went to One Spirit Interfaith Seminary and studied for two years. We studied all, it was like a dream. We studied all the major faith traditions of oh, the that's world. Awesome. So we had all these, yeah, the, the, these amazing leaders from all the faiths, like really like the big names and all the different categories came in and we learned about all the face of the world and then ceremony and services and and all of that and I just loved it so much so I um yeah then I started officiating weddings which I still do love officiating services weddings ceremonies and um and also it's the same thing like you were saying about holding space and that's an energy, that's energy work, right? To be able to create that space where someone feels safe. So I do that in a ceremony, I create space. And in, in energy psychology work, doing EF, doing tapping and helping people move energy, it's all just, right? It's this like ethereal, ephemeral world of energy that we're working in, which I love so much. <laughs> um, so, and then I, the soul gifts thing is because I, as one of my gifts, see other people's soul gifts. Yeah. I just see it so clearly. It's almost frustrating because it's like looking around and seeing and knowing what everyone could be doing to be having fun and joy in their life and they're struggling and suffering instead. Yes. And I'm like, why don't you just whatever, you know, why, why aren't you just doing so my best friend, um, probably 20 years ago when I had, I had the yoga center and she had started hearing spirit. She hears people that cross over to on the other mm -hmm. side. And she was, um, she had had two little boys. She was mostly focused on raising her kids. And then at one point she just said, you know, I need a job. I, and this has been like over a year of her hearing people from the other side. And when we were gathered, like as girlfriends at a coffee shop, she would go, your grandmother's here. And she says, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, so after all this time, I'm here from all my dead relatives. All of our friends are here from all of their relatives. And she's like, I need a job. And I said, you have a job. And if you don't want to do it, I can't help you. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so so but that, that was probably, the, she was like my first soul gifts client, I think, where I said, you can do this. And this is what you, like, what would be better for the world than you to give this? She's amazing at it. And she is such a loving person too. So that like, she's like got this mother loving kind energy. So to combine that with like this soul, this gift of channeling, um, but she was, she had some of those fears, like what, what will people think of it? And she didn't want to be called a psychic. Like in her mind, psychic was like some mm -hmm. weird old lady with a turban or, you know, a sure. crystal ball or something. I said, okay, you know, so we just went, cleared some of those blocks. Like, okay, let's call you an intuitive medium. And she's okay, intuitive medium. That's good. I like that. And then what if nothing happens? That was her other thing, right? What if I sit there and no, no one comes through for the other person. And I said, well, you, if really nothing is happening or nothing's coming through, maybe then you reschedule or you don't, they don't pay you and, you know, you do it, try again another time. But I got her um, yoga students, some, three of my yoga students that she didn't know to come to my yoga center and sit with her and try it. That's right. Like, let's have three, right? Yeah, just try it. And of course, it worked. Of course, people, spirit came through and it, right? Um, so that's what she does now. And she's booked out for, you know, I love that. A year. I love that. It's, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so it's just, it, the, so this is easy for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. The mm -hmm. what year were you in New York City experiencing that incredible opportunity to, to just grow and, 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 you know, learn? And when was that? That was, um, I was living in Syracuse. Um, so I would drive once a month for the weekend. I yeah. would drive to New York City for two years. 
Um, that was 2009 to 2011. I was ordained in 2011. Um, I know this because I had my daughter. I was pregnant when I decided I'm going to go to seminary. <laughs> so I had my daughter like two weeks before seminary started. So the first weekend, wow. my husband came with me and he brought the baby and I was breastfeeding and it was, like, I was crazy. I don't oh know what I was thinking, gosh. but I just was determined. That's my determination, right? I'm going to do it anyway. Um, what a, yeah. what a cool good. experience. So good. Yeah. Yes. And speaking to, yeah. you know, your first, you know, client or first connection that you <laughs> held. I mean, yeah. something that I was coming through when you were saying that is she had, and I think this holds up a lot of us, is that we want to see the clarity of the past, you know, that that desire for certainty is so strong within mm -hmm. all of us to see like, okay, if I put myself out there, you know, X, Y, Z is going to happen. And yeah. the truth is we can't, we can't see the end until we take the action on the first step that we get into some sort of action where we're actually in the moment with the gift, with the experience interacting with us and, you know, stepping out in that faith. So the fact that you were able to right. hold space for her, reassure her to do that, and then that set her, I mean, that's really powerful. You set her on a whole, you know, gave her the the, the pat on the back and the encouragement to go on a whole different trajectory right. than maybe she ever would have. And that's like yeah. the value of working with someone as a mentor or a coach because I know for me, I need a lot of help kind of getting off. I, I like, I have this like visual, like clinging to the side of the pool, you know, like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, can I swim? Yeah. Can I go out there? What's going to happen? You know, who's, who's going to have something to say about all those things that we've touched on come up and, yeah. and they're real. I mean, we feel them in our body. I mean, yeah. they're real. Like, it's not just like, oh, that's something we don't have to ever really contend with. Like, we have to feel safe and a lot of times that's where this beautiful sistering of support that we can um, yeah. now is is so prevalent and so you know available and accessible to us as we you know as we mm -hmm. get a little more courage and we get a little more reassurance to just try and that's right see. yeah and it was for me yeah and I have I have a coach right so I had a coach to start doing this soul gifts powers it's called soul gift powers program because yeah for me to you for me to put myself out there in this new way i had a coach who said just start you know just yeah. so yeah the someone to push you off the edge of the pool because you don't get to see the whole thing you just it's like headlights you just get mm -hmm. to see right where the headlights are showing you just get to see right in front of you and you go and you keep going you know you don't see the whole street well when you're driving you just see if it's dark out i'm picturing it's nighttime right <laughs> you yeah. just see right where what's ahead of you that you need to do and there is something else there you also get help from the universe when you move so i call that engaging the magic mm. but you when you start you've engaged the magic you've told whoever angel spirit your deceased loved ones I'm going, look, um, I want to do this. And the help comes. That's how you engage the magic of the universe. That's how you engage that spirit help. So you'll notice once you start, uh, like synchronicities and help and things that come. And you can flat out ask for help. I always say, just, just ask. So I have a client right now in the program who um, her dad passed away last year. And part of the the program is two people that I really respect and, and know as intuitives do readings for you. And I don't want people to get like tons of readings from all different people, but there is some like spirit channeling help for you. But one of my clients had a, a channeled message that her dad said, give me a to-do list. So her mm -hmm. dad from the other side said, give me a to-do list. Because he loved to-do lists. And to-do lists are part of the program also. I'm always like, okay, what are you doing this week? You know, mm -hmm. so we work on the practical level. Like, yeah, you have to do some stuff. But also, 
her dad was like, give me a to-do list. Oh, like, what do you, I know, isn't it so sweet? I, I was like, that. oh my gosh. Yeah. Like tell them what you need. Like yeah. ask for that help. So I love the to-do list thing. I'm glad I got to share that here because yeah. I, I asked her if I could share that like on social media yeah. or something and I plan to, but um, I'm glad I just thought of that. But yeah, they want to um, help us and you can, you can ask. Even if you don't know who you're asking, sometimes I don't know who's actually helping me. I feel like I have spirit guides um, and psychic friend, friends of mine have yeah. told me about yeah. them. I don't see all that stuff. Right. I feel energy and I feel emotional True. energy, especially, but I don't see that. Yeah. Um, but I, and I also know I have, you know, those who I've lost who are on mm-hmm. the other side who I've loved are there. They want to help. I mean, can you imagine like when I'm over there, I'm going to help whoever's left here, who I loved, who That's I, right. who I know I'm going to be meddling in all your, all the business. <laughs> I just, that in of itself is so, so important and powerful to get is that we have so much support. Um, I mean, we have so much support yeah. if, if we open ourselves up to it. And we allow and receive. I think that that is something that we have, you know, so much shut down is our ability yeah. to receive help. And it, you know, I don't know what that's all about, right? Like we could talk about all kinds of directions on that and yeah. why that is and so forth. But it is like opening up and being receptive to the support and not just our world our actual 3d world but then beyond yeah it is there and if you lean into it you kind of you just start to have that faith uh and and trust in that faith muscle growing and i know that is something i really firmly have seen unfold that yeah has blown it's one of those like magical mystery things mystical things of life right like you see that happening in real time or for someone else like your friend your client i mean yeah it's just so much wonder and so much wonder and excitement. Yeah. And, and, and I always say also, so ask for help, like ask out loud or give them a to-do list or whatever, however you want to ask and then say, thank you. Yeah. So I try to remember when the thing happens or when the help comes, like say, thank you. Just thank you. Like I say it out loud, like, thank you. Like I got the thing on time or like money comes when I need it or whatever, whatever it is. So right before Christmas, my daughter was um, not feeling well, <laughs> and like two days before Christmas, and um, she was describing something to me, and I had just read an article, maybe a, like within that week, within days before this, I had read this article about Jake Tapper's daughter. Mm-hmm. He was he's a news anchor, like a CNN journalist, I think. Jake Tapper and his daughter had as a, te- a teenager and her appendix was uh, inflamed and then I think it might have even burst and the doctors didn't listen to her because the pain was like all over her abdomen. It mm-hmm. wasn't just localized on the right side or wherever it's supposed to like usually is yeah. or whatever. Um, and she almost died. She got septic Gosh. and and ended, it was whole, ended up going home and I had to go back to the hospital, whatever. So I had just read this story, her telling her story. And then my daughter's like, I'm like, well, where's the hurt? She's like, well, it's kind of all over my abdomen. And she was throwing up and whatever. And I said, let's go. We got to go. And I, right. got, I, I remembered that. And I, I, my husband went to the emergency room with her and I texted him the article. And I said, just so you know, like, the, the doctors would not listen to her and would not like ex like didn't even look or whatever. And I sent that to my husband. I said, make sure they look into that if it's her appendix because, and it was. And Oof. She gave her appendix. I just got chills. That's yeah. right. And I said, thank you. Like, thank you, whoever orchestrated that all happening in that order so that I would know and that the doctors would take us seriously and do a scan or an x ray or to see. Um, and that's, yeah. So they're yeah. helping us all the time. And if we say thank you, we're, we're strengthening that relationship. So and they I know, feel like, okay. You... Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. I, no. I, um, like that example is such a, a beautiful illustration of when you start to 
um, trust, like even little things like that was major, you know, yeah. that was a major ping yeah. download that you were like, this is, we need to yeah. be sure that this is yeah flushed out. Um, right. But it's like, when you start to notice those synchronicities mm-hmm. and those little, it could be very little, you know, non-consequential mm-hmm. type things, don't you feel like it builds and it builds and then you're like, wow, like then in an instant like that, it's like, right. oh, I'm dialed in and I, I know that this yeah. is something like to file into the cabinet until I need it. And oh, look at that. Yeah. Like we need it. It's so fascinating. Yeah. Those <laughs> little synchronicities yeah. that show up to help us and guide us and keep us safe right. and protected. Like well, I, I think of it, I think of it like, I think of it like if we're open. So imagine like you're trying to get a message to someone or you're trying to help or whatever suggests, but someone's always like, oh, I don't even, I don't want to hear it. Don't talk to me about that. I don't want to hear it. Like at some point, if someone doesn't want to hear you, you're not going to keep <clears throat> talking to them. So I think of it like that, like a spirit is trying to communicate and trying to help us, you could shut it off. You could say, I don't want to hear it. But if you're open to hearing it and you're like, thank you every time, you're going to get more and more and more and more. They're going to keep helping you. So that's right. Two way open to it. Yeah. Two way street. And Mm -hmm. something you said earlier, and I love this, like this is like really struck me is about clearing energy, keeping energy moving through in that example you used in terms of art. I was like, wow, that really hits me because part of what I have found in the times where I have been more low, depressive, you know, I mean, I've I've had various like human experiences where just can't find my motivation, can't find my, you know, just low right and and it it makes me feel depressed it makes me feel closed down and what I realized is what I was doing was I was consuming and consuming and taking in but I wasn't the the energy wasn't going out and that actually I don't know if I've ever said this on this podcast but that is kind of the one of the factors in starting this podcast again I used to have in the past I let go of it and I kind of went into that doubt and things were shaky at that time whatever so it's like having that flow of like not just consuming and and taking in all this inspiration but then actually turning around and getting it out through yeah your voice or your writing or your art like that's so obvious but not maybe and and powerful for people to maybe play with and if they have yeah, just that nudge. Like for me, it's writing. Yeah. I know like, you know, obviously art for you and, you, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of um, encouraging people to what feels like fun and joyful yeah. and doesn't have to be hard work and can be that sense of like keeping the energy flowing. Yeah. And dan- <clears throat> I mean, dancing, yoga, like all that's energy moving, right? We're we're stretching and opening literally the energy channels <clears throat> keep the energy moving so it can be it can be physical <clears throat> movement as well for some yeah. people yeah but I stagnation think- is definitely but what the, what you said about consuming that's huge too like not just taking in taking in taking in but yeah letting it letting out i, know. I get real in my mental like, zone up above yeah. you know neck up by the like space yeah. and even Right now, I've been, you know, I joke because I'm like, ugh. It's like the resistance is real. You know, I'm not saying that like that comes super easy because I think for me, what it shows up for me is not necessarily like writing is fun and pleasurable for me, but moving my body, like how cliche, but just like how much better I feel when I do this. I always joke, like do the stupid mental, you know, walk for my mental health. You know, (laughs) like, but. Yeah, right. It it mental health walk. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, totally fresh air oh, and walking or jiggling. Do you know? Do you know jiggling? I mean, is that so kind of like of, shaking or like shaking off? Yeah, like shaking. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my friends is a myofascial release uh-huh. specialist, and like jiggling is her is that they, like you put on some loud crazy music. Yeah, and for like two minutes, you just like jump. You kind of jump up and down a little bit. You let your knees bounce, and you just shake everything and move everything and it feels amazing 
it's yeah. ridiculous, but it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it doesn't have to be some big elaborate yeah. like no. commitment. <laughs> If you know, right. Like Just even jiggle or walk. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it's amazing when you can get out of the house and go to a really cool class or something like that. But yeah, okay. I mean, there's so right. many things yeah. like we can just do. But I think um, I'll, after we end here, I will, I will come jiggle. I will, yeah, I will go yeah. shake out because it is like I, you know, I love these uh, conversations and it is so much like I feel it in my heart, but I also, you know, we're engaged yeah. and it's so good to get the energy moving and, that's such a good reminder, right? Because yeah. Yeah, yeah, sometimes it's like you. the resistance is like it's like if you could just kind of move past that little bit of resistance and just do something, it can really do shift. something. There's a ha- yeah, can be short and yeah, whatever, but just do it. You're right. Shift your whole day, your whole you know outlook on that mm-hmm. day. Oh, so I uh, yeah, I really have felt. So much of what you have shared today has, you know, it's like I have these conversations and I can't help but feel like that was for me. Like, I'm so grateful. Like, and I know that that is also if it's for me, it's for someone else. But is there anything else on your heart or that you want to touch on that is coming through that you want the listener to hear or, you know, you want to say? The only other thing is that. Embodying the moment is another little thing, like you're saying. So it doesn't have to be going out and going to some fancy class or whatever. Embodying the moment is something you can do every day. And, you know, in my mission to add to the love in the world to help people to suffer less, I teach this, which is just drop into feeling what you're feeling in your body in this moment. And you can close your eyes or you can do it with your eyes open, but you just exhale and then you can breathe in and then close your eyes if you can and start to feel down your body, especially below your head. We're going to get out of that space into the rest of the body and whatever you're feeling is allowed. So any emotion is allowed, anything doesn't have to all be peace and love. So whatever is there, just feel and notice the physical sensation. Thank you for that. And give it space. Yeah, give it space. If there's if there's something tense or tight or big, give it space. Hmm. And that's it. Open your eyes and you're in the moment. And when something challenging is happening, embody the moment. When something joyful is happening, embody the moment. Mm. Just really feel it and remember it. Yeah. It's, it's that's the one thing I would give that's everyone so if I could all the time. It's so simple and so potent. And I, I hope and the listener was able to do that safely. You know, I don't know if you're driving or something like that, but, you know, right. just next time you can, when yeah. you park your car, like before you get out and you rush into whatever you're doing or, you know, moving through. Yeah. I love and appreciate that so much. Um, yeah, the simple, simple check-ins and yeah deep breaths can go so far of course you know now in this age like we have so much information and you can go so deep into these different areas but I love bringing I personally love just I mean also given you know a lot of us are just so I'm a busy mom I you know I have a lot of things moving a lot of pieces moving all the time like but those simple reminders Lisa are so so powerful and good and thank you for that well, I've loved this conversation. My heart is full. Me too. Thank you. Yeah. Me too. Mine too. Thank you so much, Renee. It was so nice talking with you. Yes. Yes. Thank you. And thank you for this gift that you are putting out in the world. And and as you said, you know, adding love to the world. I, there's really nothing I can get behind more. So I appreciate you. Oh, you're doing it. So I appreciate you. Thank you. I just encourage you to reflect a bit after this episode and go spend some time getting just in touch with your own soul gifts, in touch with anything that came up for you when you were listening. 
reconnect with those parts of yourself that maybe you haven't felt safe to connect with in a while or were pushed under the rug of trying to just do a a responsible job and career like so many of us do. Think about when you were a child and what you loved to do. There are so many clues there. Just begin with what you enjoy doing that comes through so naturally where you lose track of time and space. And there are so many messages for you waiting for you to uncover every day that are little breadcrumbs leading you along the way to using your gifts in the world, expressing yourself fully in the world. And if this episode landed for you, please let me know. Let Lisa know. Share the love. Share the podcast if you feel called. I'm so grateful for you listening and supporting this, allowing me to use my soul gift and to share my voice and share the connections of people. I think of them really like earth angel helpers. Like some of these incredible guests have really helped me to find my footing and find my way back to myself and move through times of uncertainty, doubt, you know, not knowing what my gifts are. So I say all of that to be sure that you are feeling loved and supported by this show. That is so important to me that you feel the energy that we are putting out there. And I know I've heard from many of you that you do. And I just want you to know that I take that to heart and share that back with the guests. So thank you for being here. And until the next time, I hope that you are filled with so much joy and moving through this beautiful life.